0: Awesome. Thank you. It's great to be back. I have a real sense of of our need, I guess, to to come together, to come before Jesus, uh, for him to do his good work in our lives, to to unite us, to uh, reveal himself to us and to call us to a faith, uh, stepping into the reality of all he has for us. And and it's true, it has been a great uh, series to be in, Faith in Action, uh, there's there's just a simplicity in in the way James talks and what he what he calls uh, the, the the children of God too, his brothers and sisters too, and that's what we want to keep tracking in tonight. So we're we we're, we're going to look uh, at James three tonight. And uh, right at the start, I just want to say this is not a chapter that is in isolation from the rest of. Uh, what we've been been covering so uh, as a bit of a recap uh, faith without works is dead Uh, that's probably that's probably as good of a a recap as as we can do over the like of course there's so much to that you know and uh, uh, but but ultimately uh, James is really concerned with false claims to faith Uh, what 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 good is it really if you claim to have faith, if you speak of it to others, but there is no action prompted by faith to go along with it? Works uh, come from faith and they perfect faith. It might seem, uh, you know, as we've been going over the last uh, few weeks in this series, that James's concern is only for a uh, faith Uh, that does nothing. That's what he's trying to prevent. Uh, But what we actually get a glimpse of, uh, even in chapter 1 and what we're going to be looking particularly at tonight, is that there's also a religion, a doing of things that is deceived in its faith. It's also dead. We see this in James 1, 25 to 26. He says, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Conversely, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. So there's, there's some sort of a religion, a doing of things that, that, that is worthless, The good news of Jesus stands right at the center of all true faith, of all true religion. There is a God who is good, who is love, and who has reached out to us in his son, Jesus, extending his love and forgiveness and spirit to us. This father who has extended adoption to us Uh, uh, entry into, to to become sons and daughters, Uh, this father is all-powerful and he calls us to live in the light of his dominion, of, of his kingdom, of his home, if you will, inviting us in. There's care and there's provision in his kingdom, under his wings, in his rule. Jesus, the perfect son, has revealed the reality of being a child of God. He is the perfect child, living by faith in his good father, living in the power of his spirit. He allows the fullness of God to be revealed in him, and it's revealed to us. His love, his self-giving, his forgiveness on display for us. The call of Jesus is for us to have faith in him, that he is the true son, that in him through fixing our eyes on him, through coming to him, through following him, we can come to know forgiveness and adoption and the love of God poured out into our hearts by his spirit. Ongoing faith in Jesus is faith that we too are children. And as children can, like Jesus, give of ourselves without reservation because our Father loves and cares for us. We don't need to worry, we we can step out further and further in faith, coming to know more and more of the reality of his kingdom and love in us. Uh, my son, because um, he's in tune with my, uh, my, my sermons and, and what I need, uh, decided to start walking this week and it, it just gave me a perfect picture really of, of what it looks like to be in relationship uh, as he's stepping out, you know, one hand on the couch, uh, getting a bit of confidence. I'm I'm egging him on, calling him to, to come out to me, and and he, you know he gets excited and, and he has a sense that he can trust me, and he and he steps out and he begins to begins to walk. Uh, it, it's in that walking that he we we come to connect that 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 his faith in me uh, is is either confirmed or uh, and sadly, I, I am an imperfect uh, human father, not like the father that we're talking about here. Uh, but sometimes, you know, I, I fail and he does fall and then we have trust issues to work through. Uh, but but this, is not the, this is not the relationship we're talking about here. The, the, there's, a, there's an encouragement that he's calling us to live in the fullness of who he is. Uh, uh, he's giving everything that we can see what the, the perfection of that looks like in his son, Jesus. And he's going, come, step in, step into the fullness of being a child. And so we can, we can step out further and further in faith and come to know more of the reality of his kingdom, the reality of his love. This, this is what he's calling us to. If you believe that, that this good news, that, that God is good, uh, that he's revealed himself in Jesus, if you have faith in him that he's made a way for you to be a child of God, then step into that reality as he calls us in Jesus. And you will come to know and have it confirmed to you in increasing measure. This is the perfecting of faith that we get to enjoy. And this is why James calls us to give of ourselves in love for others, to show no partiality, to feed and clothe the poor, to look after the widow and the orphan. It's stepping into the reality of who Jesus is, what it means to be a child of God. It's shining light on who Jesus is. He's not just saying these things in isolation as arbitrary things to do. He's got a picture of Jesus and he's going, here. Follow in this. God has made every provision for us. And so his call is for us to step out into the reality of his love through his spirit as we characterize our lives by our love for others. This is not this gospel. This the, the clarity of this is not foreign to James. Uh, we we we've seen that this is his heart. If if we truly have faith, if we truly trust that this reality is revealed in Jesus, if if it, that it's true, then we can begin to step out in love. In fact, what he's saying is if we don't begin to to um, step out, it's not a condemnation. But 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 there's that he wants to shine light on the fact that that. That you're not, you're not. You actually don't have faith. There's a good father there, but but the faith is is not not existent. Faith looks like stepping out, walking, trusting that your father has you. And there's a logical link. Actually, what we're what we're looking at in chapter three here, where James homes in on um, teaching and the tongue. He he still wants dead faith to be exposed, not, not for the sake of condemning people, but to prompt a movement towards real faith in Jesus. If you know that, 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 that the faith is not there for you to step out, then he's going, well, Well, come to know who he is. Fix your eyes on him. And then with the faith that's there, walk walk into that. So let's keep all of that in mind as we come to James chapter 3, verses 1 to 12. This is how it reads. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come to praise, come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. This is the revelation of God to us this evening. James is talking about, uh, you know, how everyone shouldn't uh, want to become teachers. Uh, He's talking about judgment, how incendiary the tongue is. Uh, But all of this is not unrelated to what he's been saying about faith. In fact, James 2, 12 to 13, he says, speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law that gives freedom because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. One of the aspects of James's idea of a dead faith is closely related to talking. The, the very fact that we, you know, today have a saying that, that there are people who talk the talk but do not walk the walk gives us a bit of a snapshot of what, what the issue is. A talking the talk, uh, just knowing and saying the right things is, is no use. James has already said even, even the demons uh, know and say these things. James is actually living in a time where the word Pharisee isn't just some derogatory term that we throw around. Uh, Pharisee, uh, 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 the Pharisees are people that he's come into contact with. He can see actual faces of people he knows, people close to him perhaps. And far from the Pharisees being people who do nothing, they do a lot of things a lot of following man-made rules, a lot of talking, a lot of teaching for other people to know the rules that they should follow. While faith without deeds is dead, there can be deeds that have nothing to do with faith, a doing of things that has nothing to do with living as a child of God in Jesus, in the love and mercy of God. James wants to weed out all types of dead faith, faith that that busies itself with setting up man-made milestones for self-justification. It's within this framework that James is focusing on teaching and the tongue. Teaching because being a talking position uh, where people are listening and being led uh, that position can provide the tongue with a large forest to, you know, in which to set a spark to. Uh, ha- having someone uh, talk the talk from a dead faith in a teaching position is a very dangerous thing. And and and, and even, even as we come to this word, I I, I have a, a, a like I'm subject to the word. I I. I, I don't want to be saying things of myself here. I, I feel like so much of this is, is God speaking to me uh, here as I do that, uh, do this. Um, um, having someone talk uh, the, the, who, who doesn't have a sense of the faith that, that Jesus is talking about here, the one that actually is prompted by love and a desire to know and see him uh, is dead. And to speak from a position like this with a a dead faith, only serves to lead people in dead faith. It it can do massive damage. In fact, Jesus said it's it's like the blind leading the blind. No help at all. James is not just concerned for the people hearing um, the teaching, though, but for those who are seeking to be teachers themselves, in fact, those who who even um, have platforms um, to teach, be careful, he's saying. By whatever measure you judge, by whatever standard you set before people, you will be judged. Watch the tongue. The issue, it seems here, is that there are many people who want to teach, who want to be teachers. And, like I said, while, while this is particularly, you know, no doubt has to do with the office or the position of teaching, uh, there's there's a heart behind this that really is universal and for each one of us. James, James isn't sweet swinging from um, talking about faith to deeds to teachers to judgment to talking. All of these are wrapped up together. He says... Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. These aren't people who are doing nothing and claiming faith. These are people who have a form of religion but somehow their loose tongues are fooling them into thinking that their religion is the true religion that James is talking of. They're they're quick to see what everyone else isn't doing. They're quick to tally up the things that they are, quick to tell others what they need to do, and quick to tell themselves that they are doing everything necessary. There's a type of doing that seeks to do things to be justified, it doesn't see faith in a heavenly father, it doesn't see a kingdom to be entered into as children. It doesn't see sonship as revealed by Jesus. It sees a checklist of things to do, to be considered in, to be accepted or to measure up or even offset wrongs in other areas of life. Like when I do the dishes so that I don't have to do the laundry. So long as the boxes Ticked. This kind of faith feels satisfied and justified. The tongue spouts words that come from the heart, uh, either to others, but also this is also self talk, talking to ourselves, deceiving us into thinking that as long as we're doing these things, maintaining certain standards, then we are all good. It has little to do with the love that is revealed in Jesus. The checklist, in fact, could be, could be anything uh, with, with a limit. Uh, maybe, in fact, it can be the very things that James is talking about here, the good things that he's calling to step into, giving to the poor, looking after the orphans and the widows, but tallying them up, a doing of them to sort of say, well, yeah, I've done that, therefore I have faith we can even do these things uh, uh, not only with with the things that that, that um, James has said here but even um, spiritual things um, things things like um, reading the Bible or um, um, prayer you know a, a reading of the Bible that seeks to to um, gain knowledge, to be able to refute people, to, um, to argue against them, to be able to lord it over them. A, um, a, a prayer that seeks to perfect itself in public so that others can hear it. All of these things, th- they'll have a limit. You know, perhaps it'll be um, um, helping the poor um, to a certain extent, uh, you, we see this. Uh, the, you know the, the, there are sabbaths in our lives, places where no, th- these places are holy, and these places are for us, and we can't help people on these days or in these circumstances or, or, or in particular areas where it's 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 love with a limit. And all of these things, right? right the reading, reading the Bible, prayer, um, helping widows and orphans, don't get me wrong, these are good things. But the focus, if, if it's on justifying ourselves by them or appeasing our guilt by them, it is not faith. It easily just becomes a rule that leads to self-righteousness. Jesus actually tells multiple stories around this issues, and, and he points out uh, uh, the same thing happening in you know live uh, as his as his disciples are at the temple. There's a, there's a rich guy who comes in, um, giving money bags, giving from, from the wealth that he has, bags of gold, uh, sounding a trumpet so that those can know that he's giving, and and all the while a lady comes quietly, an old lady, poor lady, with with, with not very much at all. In fact. Two copper coins is all she has, and, and yet she gives all of that. Jesus tells of uh, 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 an, another story, actually, where uh, there's, there, there's two men in a temple. Um, one, a Pharisee, is praying uh, very eloquently, uh, uh, thankful of, 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 of his position and all the things that he's able to do and the righteousness that he lives in. And looks across the court to a tax collector and sinner and says, thank you, Lord, that I'm not like that man. All the while, this this tax collector fumbling through a prayer, beating his chest, calling out in repentance, saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. It's not just the actions but it's, it's the heart that seeks to know God, that seeks to love God, that seeks his perfection and his life and his reality to start to take over us that is not satisfied to be in the state that it's in. There is a way of doing all the right things that is not faith and it usually stops short of giving of the self. Or perhaps it starts there but then finds a limit. For the rich guy to give for the first time, I'm sure it would have been very hard for him to part with his money. There would have been a self-sacrifice there, but it turned into a tool to buy righteousness and status in the sight of others rather than continue to be an expression of love and trust in his Father who provides all good things. Well, what is this, you know, for for those of you who are tracking and going, well, this is not a good sermon if it doesn't keep actually referring back to the text. What does this all have to do with the tongue? Uh, Well, we see in these stories that there are people who... um, um, who have most boxes ticked uh, that they, they, they become experts and, and they, they even expand the list of things that need to be done, their capabilities as they blaze ahead before others. People in this position, they soon find themselves speaking into other people's lives, leading them in these spaces, leading them to do the very same things that they are doing. And in fact, they continue to blaze ahead in new ways of doing things so that they maintain their authority and stay ahead of the pack. They become whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, an outward appearance of true religion with death on the inside. No love for others, just a satisfaction in themselves and in laying heavy burdens on people. And, and truly, I, I, I have to say this honestly. I, um, sadly, this is um, um, something that, that even as I've been preparing this sermon, I've seen in my own life. And, and I can say that it, it, it leads to a keeping up of appearances, a deep hiding behind the following of human rules uh, that fosters a resentment that, 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 that creates a barrier between us and others, an estrangement rather than love and unity. James sees people rushing to be experts, keen to help lead people in what they are doing, in all the ways that they're doing good things. It can start off well-intentioned, but it never ends well. James is seeking to guard people from bringing judgment on themselves as well as to prevent them from deeply hurting and misleading others. James wants first things to be first and to remain first. It's no use saying that you have a faith in God if you do not trust him, trust that he is good, that who he is in Jesus should be resident in us as well. That same love. It's no use doing things and, and calling other people to do those things. In fact, it is hating them and burdening them to do it rather than loving them and coming alongside them. This is so clearly not the gospel. The good news leads to mercy triumphing over judgment, to a bearing with one another as we seek to know Jesus, to follow him, to be one with him, to have his love in us, to see more and more of the reality of God's love in us with each day that passes. When we, when we put it in this sense, the beauty of of living in the light of God's provision of his love for us, Uh, what is it that prevents faith from latching onto this, from us us running headlong into this? James uh, says it here, that that we are deceived by our own tongues into a worthless religion. We, We have this thing called the tongue that is eager to do a lot of talking uh, to others or to ourselves, a lot of web spinning. And fueling our tongues is a heart that is eager to justify itself. When James says things like, um, look after the widows and orphans, provide for those in need, Keep apart from the world. Don't show favoritism to the rich. We, we can easily see a checklist. Our tongues race to tell ourselves and others that ticking off the boxes makes us good and right before God and others. And James knows that there are many people eager and rushing out to do those things. And to tick the boxes and then to teach the doing of things in the way that they do them and to the extent that they are doing them. There's a darkness in our hearts that is chomping at the bit to announce itself as the standard. If we are doing the right things, if, if, if we are right, then uh, if we're the standard, then 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 we're doing all the things that are required, and, and other people need to measure up to where we are, to our understanding. You've got to be doing these things that I'm doing to prove your faith. Thank you, God, that I'm not like those people. How can those people call themselves Christians? It actually doesn't matter if these statements are true in the sense that perhaps people are living wayward lives, but it's this talk. The talk is a self-gratifying talk. It's not self-giving love in action. It's not a talk that seeks for these people to come to know life in Christ. It is not faith. James is saying, hold up. Be slow to speak, slow to anger. Not many should be teachers, Pay careful attention to this thing called the tongue because by it, we can either learn from it or end up in the fire. James longs for words and for faith to be united. It's in the the practicing and the stepping into the self-giving love that James has outlined as he sees Christ and the many things that we know are characteristic of who Jesus is. To see these as opportunities to trust God in faith, in action, to step into that, to take up that heart. Opportunities to step out knowing that what is true of Jesus as a child of God is intended for us as children. Andy, my son, he can see me walking. He can... Uh, he, he can He can step out and 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 you know fumble in it, it, it there 's not a concern to fumble in it but but to see what is good and right and to launch into that knowing that the Father is there. That is what faith looks like. James is outlining a major thing here actually that we can practice to help guard our our, our faith from, from becoming dead faith, from, us, uh, from preventing us from becoming um, propagators, uh, teachers of dead faith. And he says it is keeping a tight rein on the tongue. It seems like an, over, uh, like an oversimplification. How, how is it possible that, that if you were just to keep a tight rein on your tongue, that would, would somehow open things up for us, reveal things to us that, uh, that would, would open up the way of faith. There's, there's something so uh, beautiful and exciting and humbling when we step out in faith, trusting that God is good and so that we can give of ourselves without concern. And God wants to reveal more of his love and goodness to us to draw us deeper into faith in him. And here is the power in bridling the tongue. Jesus says in Matthew 12, make a tree good and its fruit will be good or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad for a tree is recognized by its fruit. Speaking to the Pharisees, he says, you brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. See, even though James is calling us to bridle our tongues, bridling our tongue will not change us but it will help reveal the very nature of our hearts. It will help you get to know your heart and your Father's intention for you. When I was in um, uh, early high school, early teenager, um, um, 13, um, you know, I was was living the good life. Uh, Going to church every Sunday, uh, you know, really good Christian because my parents made me um, and uh, I was doing a whole heap of good things. I'd read my Bible every day. I was really great at that. In fact, um, um, I, was, I was so good at knowing my Bible that apparently at, at, like, five years of age, there was some competition where you needed to, like, spout out 100 verses, and, and I did it. How good am I? Good, right? I was expecting a clap, but no <laughs> worries. All good. <laughs> I really need to stop talking. Um, and it's in this space as a 13-year-old, knowing all these things, knowing how good I've 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 um, fit the mold. Uh, uh, I took on a, 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 a an extremely self-righteous heart. In fact, I found ways of doing mental gymnastics around the uh, the. Um, the passages in Scripture to uh, justify things that I did. In fact, uh, I I distinctly remember not not only thinking this, but saying it to the people around me, both Christians and non-Christians. You know, the Ten Commandments says nothing about swearing. So, and then carry on the sentence with expletives. Um, um, A a real self-righteousness that just, that just led to a babbling, a a a, a, um, a setting of a flame that was burning not only my own life but the people, uh, people's lives around me. That 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 sort of language turned into a cutting people down, uh, uh, and 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 even enjoying uh, doing that. And um, by God's grace, something uh, changed in um, in my transition to grade nine. We moved. And all of my confidence and security structures that I had got stripped from me, all of my friendship um, circles. And um, I, I began to see myself in the emptiness of, of what I had. And in, in that place, I, I, I began to, to, to feel a deep uh, remorse for what I was, that, 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 that things were not right in me. And I longed to change. I, I, I longed for, 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 my, for my tongue to be bridled, for, for my, the, the words that I used not to be the way that they were. And so Monday morning, I went into school because somehow my brain had, had worked to, to separate my home life from, from my school life and my friend life that, that I never had any troubles not swearing at home. But as soon as I was at school, it was the hardest thing to stop. Um, and so Monday morning, okay, this, this, this needs to change. And, and, and I, and I, and I sort of threw myself at that thinking, you know, well, if I do it at home, I can do it here and, uh, and, and failed, failed quite easily. And so I realized, okay, I'm going to need to pray. I'm actually going to need to to ask God to help me. And so, so prayed, you know, ask God to help me came in the next morning and this went on, you know, all week and, Um, um, There was a real sort of wrestle and and, and a tug of war there. Uh, The the, the more I I tried to bridle my tongue, the more I realized how deep my need was for something more. And in the second week, uh, I I, I actually managed to to go the whole week uh, without actually swearing. And, and, And I think it was a Thursday and I was in a conversation with a friend at school and I could see actually, in my mind's eye, uh, the phrase that I needed to use, you know, as I was talking to him, I I was coming up to it, and I knew I needed to use this phrase, um, and and I knew the replacement word that my mum would probably use, and it just felt like the most awkward thing to ever say in front of my friend. And so I, I, there was this real tussle. I could feel it as, I, you know, as in the sentence, I'm coming up towards this phrase, and I just couldn't do it. There was no way I could. I, just, I, I, ended, up, I ended up swearing. And, and as soon as it happened, I was just filled with a deep uh, uh, sense of my inadequacy, a realization that, that I did not have mastery over myself and that I needed someone who had a mastery that I did not have. And, and, and I remember that I continued to talk, but there was just this turmoil, this crying out to God that I need him, I cannot do this, I long to be free, I long to be made right and i, I can't explain exactly what 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 happened there and and, and how it felt but 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 even in that in, in that repentance or in that remorse, I, I did not feel condemned. In that moment, I knew that He would give me everything that I needed; that He Himself would change me. I I can't explain the confidence, but but somehow I, I lost all sense of of, um, of of needing to measure up, of needing to perform, and I knew that I would not swear again. And, 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 I, and I didn't, and I haven't. His, his love and his salvation and his assurance became so tangible and so real to me in that moment when I was 14. But do you know what slipped in after that moment? Uh, words of deceit from my own heart, from my own tongue that puffed me up and justified me because now I was a person who did not swear and I could look at others who did and judge them and even call them and call them out on things. And, and, I, and I, I have to confess here that, that I've been so reticent to trust Jesus in the way that I did that, that time as a 14-year-old in, in, throughout my life. When James is talking about bridling the tongue, what he longs for, what Jesus longs for is an exposing of all that is wrong in us for it to be brought into the light a bringing of our dark and broken heart into his presence, not for the sake of judgment, but for mercy to reign, for us to know God's power, his love, his forgiveness, for us to know his very spirit in us. The tongue can be the expressway to unveiling the root of our heart, Seek to bridle the tongue and the heart will be exposed. All of its evil will be laid bare. And then, brothers and sisters, it is time to do dealing with your heavenly Father. In his presence, in the light of who Jesus is, we will find forgiveness. A breaking of the power of sin and a new, ready-made heart for us. It's not the doing that means anything in and of itself. It, It doesn't make us right. It doesn't give us authority to speak into people's lives. It's all just an opportunity to enter humbly into the reality and delight of our Father to come to know his forgiveness, his love, his presence resident in us. It cannot be believed abstractly or just be spoken about. It's there as a reality to be known, to be lived in, a light to step into. It is real. His kingdom is real. And so we're called to come to see ourselves in the light of who he is. But to do that, we need all of who we are to come into the light. This in itself is faith too. To know that as these things are exposed, as we find deeper and darker places of our heart, that we can bring them into the light and that we do have a loving heavenly father who does forgive us. Jesus has secured that for us. We can know that, but we need to act on that faith. Practically, this is is what James is calling us to. He's given us examples, pictures of who Jesus is in our world to, to enter into, to come to know the very reality of our hearts and where we are lacking for those things to be exposed and for him, for us to call out, to run into his arms, to, to in faith trust that he will change us, to call on him to do that for his love to reign in our lives. And so James says, give of yourself unsparingly in the light of the kingdom of God. Help the poor and the needy. Do not show favoritism. Provide for widows and orphans. Remember, this is not a checklist to be ticked off. There is a reality of God's life, His love, a reality in what it means to be a child of God that, that, that needs to be entered into by faith. Boundaries in the advance of Jesus in you by His Spirit that need to be stretched, territory to be gained by Him in your life. And this is the added focus that James gives to us as we step out in love, perhaps even doing the very things that that, that James has given to us here. Here's the added thing: bridle your tongue. And so as you go about your days in your conversation, as you go about doing the things that you know to be good and to be right, as you as you long for your heart to be made in the image of Christ, here are the things. Don't even, don't even see these things perhaps as a, a, a the, the whole thing is about not seeing this as a checklist, but, but, but all this is really is just giving us a picture of who Christ is. The one who gave himself completely for us, even unto death, who loved until the end. And this is how he conducted his speech. Do not complain or grumble. Do not boast about anything at all. Do not gossip or repeat bad information about someone else. No matter how true or untrue it is, don't do mental gymnastics to say how uh, what you're doing isn't actually wrong and, 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 and you would say it in front of the person if they were there, but, but you know, it just so happens that you never will. Uh, don't, don't, don't do that. Do not run somebody down, even a little bit. Don't defend or excuse yourself no matter what. Do affirm other people, encourage them to see Christ, to know his love in them. Do talk to God as your heart is laid bare. As we step in these things, in the way of Christ, there's no way that we can attribute things to ourselves because all that will be revealed is our depth and our need for him and we will, we will enter into all that he has for us. As we follow him, he will, by his very spirit, transform us. We cannot do it. But we need faith in action. Keep faith looking to Jesus and you will find him to be a brother that doesn't lay on heavy burdens and leave you to carry them. He will shoulder the burden with you. He will reveal to you the love and forgiveness of your father as you stumble along and your heart will change to be more like his. You will be cleansed of a guilty conscience and your faith in Jesus will be perfected. The reality of God's kingdom, it, it is incredible. We're, we're children, there should be a, a, a sense of faith and expectancy and, and even adventure as, as, we, as we seek to launch ourselves into his arms in places that, that we never thought we could or boundaries that we'd set before to, 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 to step out and to find that he will not leave us in the darkness of our own heart to not be discouraged, but to persevere in following him. Let's pray. Father, we long to know the fullness of what it means to be children. You have received us as children in Jesus. You have revealed your forgiveness for us You have revealed the fullness in Him of what it means to be a child. You've revealed the fullness of your provision, of your love, of your care. We wanna know these things as realities in our lives, not not just things to be talked about, um, uh, not, not only joys to be sung about, but for the reality of it to take residence for us to step into the reality of of being children. We pray actually as as the Psalmist prays in Psalm 119, give us understanding so that we may keep your law and obey it with all our hearts. There's a humility there. We we want to love, we we, we wanna know um, in increasing measure what it is to love as you love, to see brothers and sisters, not followers or converts. We need you. Help us to follow, reveal our hearts. Give us confidence that there is no condemnation in you. Reject the enemy. Help us to do that. That it is as He comes to bring uh, 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 a condemnation uh, uh, that 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 does not um, allow for a continuing to follow You. Help us to see that for what it is. Help us to to um, um, to realize that You delight even in us as we, as we fumble in following you, we see that in our relationship with our own children, how much more do you love us and do you delight in us when we fumble into your arms you will make men and women sons and daughters of the living God of you you will take us into the fullness of what it means and so help us help us this week to live in the light of who you are, guard our tongues, and where we stumble, reveal yourself to us, transform us, change us. Thank you for your spirit. In Jesus' name, Amen. We're going to worship God, and 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 the reality is. Um, James says, you know, we 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 praise God and curse our brothers and sisters with sisters with the same tongue not anymore. Not this week. Let's seek to enter into that. Don't worry whether you can do it perfectly or not. Do it with everything that you have. Seek to enter into the reality of his love. And so now, starting now, baptize your tongues Praise to God. He is worthy. He is the one who loves like no other. He is the one who has all good stores within him, who is providing for us. He is good. He is worthy of all our praise. And so let's use our tongues the way that they were made to be used. And let's walk in that as we leave here as well. Let's stand together.
1: Great God, we, with our voice, even in this moment, we just glorify and honour you, great God. And I was just reminded as Dan um, was sharing just those verses and it just, it was a reminder of just the power of our words and um, how there can be this aspect of the, uh, the tearing down or the building up. And I was just conscious, Lord, that there's probably been times in our lives that we have Brought about that tearing down in people's lives, or just words or little snippets we've just said that just have been so unhelpful, so unhealthy. And it's just a moment really just to say, God, just forgive us for those moments. And as James talks about, it's just we, we want to be a people that are using our voices and our tongue to build up, to speak life and to speak love, great God. And so forgive us, Lords, when we forgive us, Lord, when we've fallen short. And we just pray, Father God, that You'd empower us and help us. And this is what we've been hearing tonight, that we we know we need You, great God, that uh, we can't do it in our own strength, that You wanna use our lives for the building up and to speak life and to speak love, great God. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And so we just thank You, great God, that with You, with You, You empower us and You help us. And so Lord, if there's things that need to be set right, we just pray that You'd help us to do that this week. And we just pray, Lord, that you'd find in us the people that are willing and wanting to say, okay, God, use my life to speak life, to speak love, and to speak, uh, you know, to speak encouragement and building up. We pray, great God. So help us in that, we ask, Father God. We thank you for your word. It's so powerful. It really is. And so help us, Lord, we ask. And we thank you and we just pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. It's been really good to have you here tonight. Uh, Great to have you joining us online also. I do wanna say if you want prayer, we'd love to pray for you. Feel free to come down afterwards or just connect with us at the Connections Lounge. Uh, But God bless you. Whatever you're doing this week, may God use you this week. Have an awesome week and uh, we'll see you soon.